Babka, Russia. January 16, 1943, the first body blow of Little Sam, the Soviet plan to destroy Hitler's southern armies, came against the Italian 8th Army in December. In January, the Soviets launched their second great thrust, powerful attack aimed at the 2nd Hungarian Army and the northern elements of the Italian 8th Army. There, however, stood the elite Alpine Corps, or to use Alpine, consisting of Italy's toughest men in arms, and they were made of sterner stuff. Day after day, in mid-January, the Soviets launched repeated attacks against the Italians of the Kunin's, Julia, and Tridentina divisions. Often, the attacks never even made it across the frozen Don River to the fortified positions. On January 16th, they tried again, striking the Tridentina division. In Red Dawn. It's just me, Dave, right now. We're bringing you another ASL Extra episode. Tonight we'll be playing Red Dawn. And my opponent will be Jeff. So Jeff will be here shortly. Well, actually, tomorrow, because it's Thursday night now. And we're going to record this on Friday night. But we're playing Red Dawn ASL Scenario AP21. This continues our little series of playing the ASL Action Pack... Three Action Pack 3, with the Italians, few returned. And I know this isn't going to excite a lot of you starter kit players, and this, you know, it's going to be a delving into something incredibly new for us, but it's from the same scenario pack we played one from before, but it's the one we're doing tonight, and it's been a while since we put out an ASL Extra, so we're just going to record it and throw it out there, and we'll get a couple other new ones out soon, soon being maybe in a month or so. AP21. First order of business is, look at your... Well, I'll be playing the Italians, defending, because I'm at home. I can set up a defense, have it ready for Jeff to go. Highly recommend you do that, or if you're going to a friend's house, just do a setup on uh, Vassal. Use your own boards at home, write down where you're going to set things up on. When you get to your friend's house, you can do a quick defensive setup. I'm playing the Italians. There's 11 447 squads, 4 leaders. Nothing outstanding there. A heavy, four lights, three small mortars, a radio with an OBA of 80mm plus battalion mortar. Three concealment counters, hmm, and 32 minefield factors, eight trenches, and eight sections of barbed wire. That's a whole lot of defensive fortifications, more than I've played in a long time. The Italians will set up west of the river, and here it says C, Special Scenario Rule 4, which says the Italian player may set up wire and mines in river hexes adjacent to the west bank, but any such wire or mines must be set up on map, so they cannot be hidden. Interesting concept. Set up in river hexes. Hmm, then they'll be at the bottom of the river. No, they won't. This must be ice. It is January 43. And the ground snow makes it ice. So they'll be set up on the river, on the ice, 
adjacent to the bank next to the Italians. Haven't looked at it yet, don't know if I'm going to do that. But let's go on with the conditions. The Russians will be entering, oh no, I'm sorry, they'll set up east of the river, so they will not be entering from off board. And they'll have 20 447 squads, four liters, a heavy, two mediums, and three light machine guns. Their victory conditions will be that the Russians win at game end by having 10 victory points of unbroken Russian multi-man counters, MMC, on any level 1 hill hexes west of the river. West of the river here we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 level 1 hill hexes. Then you move to your, so you understand the game situation, what's required to win. I've got to hold these hill hexes. To win, he can have just 10 victory points of multi-man counters on any level 1 hill hexes west of the river. So he could spread out all over the place. He could take one hill, load up a bunch of guys in the advance phase. I would be moving second, so at the end of turn 7, I would be able to counterattack or try and break him off the top. But it gives him all kinds of options as the attacker. So then you go to your special rules. Special rule one. Environment conditions are wet with no wind at start. Conditions are overcast and falling snow is possible beginning on turn three. Ground snow is in effect. On turns one and two, there's a plus one LV hindrance at ranges greater than or equal to six hexes. That LV hindrance usually represents a pre-dawn darkness so in the first two turns, we'll be adding plus one at longer ranges, which will help the, usually it'll help the attacker trying to cross open ground. Level two hill train does not exist. There's just uh, two level two hill hexes over on the right side. I'm looking at it from my setup viewpoint, from west of the river looking to east. Those will not count, so it'll be just a first level hill there. The Italians have the 80mm mortar with scarce ammo. I'll have to look that up. It's going to remove, probably remove a black card or add a red card or something detrimental to me. And harassing fire is prohibited. Now, harassing fire is when you can take your OBA and instead of hitting a cluster of seven hexes, one in the center and six around it, you can widen that out. I think another one hex range but that substantially adds to your firepower as you would be adding uh, maybe 12 hexes to the area of effect and I can't do that which is probably good for the Russian special rule 4 I just had read about the wire mines adjacent to the west bank of the river but set up on map not hidden Rule 5, Special Rule 5, Russian infantry have winter camo, camouflage. The Russian player may declare hand-to-hand -hand close combat. And broken Russian units that start the river in a river hex and adjacent to an armed, unbroken Italian unit may use low crawl rather than surrender. Broken Russian units that start the route phase in a river hex and adjacent to an armed, unbroken Italian unit may use low crawl, so they'll be willing to crawl back across the river 
rather than surrender to the uh, adjacent enemy. So at this point, I got out my counters and am going to want to learn a little more about these special rules. So I'll discuss those in a little more detail now. Having taken a moment to double check the rules in the rule book, I'm going to discuss ice. 21.6 ice. Uh, that was section uh, B. Open ground makes everything, well, makes um, the marsh open ground and the river open ground. If you get an original high explosive die roll, KIA effect result, that will collapse the ice. And you place a collapsed ice counter on the ice. And eliminated, the units in the hex are then eliminated. They fall in the hole in the ice. And then that whole sister says, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to try and get some high explosives onto the ice, which could be the OBA, and it could be these three mortars that I have. Rule 3.71 in Section E, falling snow. On a wind change die roll of 10 or greater, the snow will start to fall. On a wind change die roll of less than of three or less, the snow stops falling, regardless of intensity. And if it's already snowing and you roll a 10 or more again, then the snow intensity increases. So at that point, if you have just snow once, it acts as mist, which adds a plus one at seven or more hexes. And if you get it, uh, it increases in intensity, you get the plus one at zero to six hexes, and then a plus two at seven and greater, and so on. The winter camouflage rule, also in section E, basically gives a plus one low visibility dyro modifier beyond eight hexes to anyone wearing winter camo, and in this scenario, that's the Russians. He does not set up concealed, though. He's setting up east of the river on board. Uh, if he was concealed, and he becomes concealed at any point during the game, he can then advance with the concealment wearing winter camo and not lose his concealment, even in open ground. So that's kind of neat. The ground snow rule, it's in effect. It's harder for fires to spread across hex sides unless they're connected like woods to woods or, you know, house to, you know, a two-hex hot building or something. Marsh is considered open ground because of the ground snow uh, and then the ice rules. Uh, plus two to entrenching attempts and going up and down a hill or any elevation change is more difficult in the snow. Imagine you're scrambling up in the snowy slope or down. Of course, I would think you could roll down doing somersaults and go faster, but no. Add a movement factor per elevation change up or down an elevation in the ground snow. And then there's no road bonus. So the don't let the Russian opponents take a road bonus movement on any of the roads back here by your hills when you might be darting around to get back to some hill further away near the end game to get his points up on the hill. Those are the only special rules that I looked up to double check. The rest of these things I think I pretty well know. Hand to hand can be declared. It puts you on the red numbers on the close combat tables and gives a neg one can only be declared by the Russian when they ambush or they are the attacker 
So if they're the defender and they ambush the guys jumping on them, then they get the, to call hand-to-hand, too. That's a double-edged sword, really. Although with more squads, the odds are probably better that the Russian will you know, survive better with... Um, can, can, they can afford to lose more squads because they have so many more than the Italian. And I think that's all I'm going to discuss here. Everything else should be pretty obvious to most players. So, looking at it tactically, where to set up. At first, I'm looking at this scenario, and again, this setup is not going to be world-class. I'm not the best ASL player in the world by any means. But I can show you how not, not to do it, perhaps, or give you something to think about. And you could go back and set up by these hills was my first thought. Just protect the hills, set up on the hills. The hills can cover each other. You can shoot across a lot of the hills, like the hill around J3. You can fire all over hill P2 from the upper levels, from the house in K3. Looks like a nice spot. The woods in V3 on the other hill on the right side. You could set up someone in N6 in those woods that can fire and cover a lot of hexes of... Hill J3 on the left, the hill straight ahead of him in the middle with no woods on it at all, and the hill on the right. Of course, you want ranged weapons to start shooting out that far. The squad's inherent firepower, or um, range of four, isn't going to, it's going to be halved at long range, and can't reach parts of the hills. And then I started looking at this, well, if he's got to set up all the way across the river, look, the scenario's called Red Dawn, I'm assuming the red is for blood, on the Don River. I think you got to meet him at the river's edge. Or maybe a little combination of the forward hills and the river edge. The line of sight from some of these hills is going to be blocked by all the woods that line the edge of the river on the Italian side of the river, which was the west side. So it's going to really limit the lines of sights. So as I begin to think about a setup, I'm going to truly consider a forward defense. If I'm lucky, I can pull back with whatever troops are left and get up into the hills, or if people fall back to rally, one consideration is instead of advancing back up to the river's edge, you know, go ahead and move once you rally, fawn back up to a hill. It's going to limit your placement of the defensive trenches. They can't be all in both places, but you do have eight of them. So it's something to think about too. We're looking at the Russian, he doesn't. He has a uh, three long-range machine guns. He can't be up high. So if you're up on a hill or a, the back part of a hill, like not the crest line, he can't even see you till he comes up the hill. So one thing to think about on defense, if you're going to do the hills, is on the right side U4, V3, W4, Italian squads in there. The Russian has to come up adjacent in the open ground, double shot, neg two, probably. Don't forget it's going to cost him an extra moving point to go up and down those slopes. You could try and defend the hills that way, at least there. It's harder to do on this hill on the left, H3, J3 hill. It's all a long finger. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's possible. He's only going to take one hill, so... Hitting them out there in all that open ground on the river, you'll have at least two hexes to three hexes of movement across. 
the well the the marsh out there is all that is marsh right that's not brush right the marsh out there is all open ground so actually he's going to have three to four hexes of five hexes of move across the open but that's a lot of squads to try and stop so you get your oba going you're going to have to have your mortars up in front I'm going to stick to that four defense for t tomorrow night and just see what Jeff does with it. So what I think I'll do is put a, a six minefield factor in F3, an eight in F2, a six minefield factor in G3. I placed a mortar with a 447 in J2. All this is on the board with the hills so far. N1, six minefield factor, O2, a six minefield factor. P1, a trench, a 247, I deployed a squad, a mortar. Q2, a trench, a 247, a mortar. Um, the job of the mortars are to hold the center, and I believe they can get shots pretty far down to the right, over like hex V6. Maybe W6, the X4. Well, they have a range of 13. I didn't count it out. And over to the left, a little more problem getting clear in the woods in N0. But it's possible they get some shots over there, especially maybe that back mortar in Q2. The minefields, O2, N1, are there in case he comes up the middle, hits that woods, and makes that jump up to that hill so the mortar on the j2 of course is to try and cut a few shots off down toward the river hexes g6 h6 and so on land hex h8 by the river if he pops up there and of course to cut off this hill board hexes e1 f1 if he tries to pass along that left flank my left flank's kind of weak if he does shoot up there and come to take this hill on the left, the minefields will be there to greet him. The um, sniper I just threw in G8 for now to help hold that left side. Still on the hill board on the right flank, I have just a trench by itself in V3 and one in W4 set up as a fallback position. I usually never do that. That could be a really dumb choice, but I'm going to try it in this game, I think. The... Wire, another wire counter in W3, another one in X3, one in X4, and one in Y5. Four wire counters on the right flanking side. Imagining if he shoots across the river on river hexes on the Y, on the y hex row. A flanking maneuver or through the woods even. A V10 woods on the other board and pops up this hill. I can cover that right flank, giving me time to get troops moved over here, perhaps. I have a 7-0 leader hanging out in X1, and that covers that board. Now the river board, going back left to right, I have some wire in I9 on the river in J8, K8, L8 in the house, K9, I have the leader with the radio and a concealment counter on top. I don't know. Seems awfully far forward, doesn't it? Other options is to get him back here by the mortars on the other board around P1. Um, hard to get a good line of sight. I, I want to get him used. I want to try and call in this OBA. 
course, the Russian's going to move. If he moves quickly, you know, I may not get it in in time. We'll have to, uh, we'll see. Maybe that's bad. Maybe I'll move that tomorrow when, before Jeff comes. Looking at more troops in L9 in the woods on the riverboard. A trench, 447, light machine gun concealment counter. The same combination in M10. So really, that doesn't leave me with a lot of firepower out to the hexes F5, F6, and so on. Maybe I should shift the light machine gun in there with the leader in the radio to help cover that. The mortars aren't going to get out. Too, there's one mortar out there. I'm not sure about that. N10, Riverboard Woods, a 447. And they can't come back up onto this hill because I put in N1 and O2, I put in some minefields on that hill. So I had to remember not to go that way. And my right flanking, my right force is on my right side. Um, U9 in the marsh, which is now open ground, so I put a trench in it. And I think when you come out of that trench, you have to pay a movement point in open ground. That's risky. But I like them up in that four spot. Got a good line of sight around. And 447, a light machine gun. Actually, two 447s and two light machine guns and an 8. And the 8 neg one. So, I don't know. It's fire base out there. V9 has a squad. There's a backup squad in U10. He can be shot at from Russian infantry. Not down on the river, but up on any of the land hexes across the way there. And Y9 is another squad. And hold that flank. So if he breaks, maybe he can get back to this leader in X1. Yep. Um, a leader can move over left. I don't know. For now, I just toss that up there. And maybe I'll change that, of course, tomorrow. We'll see. Jeff Hallett here, setting up my defense for Red Don. Just got here a couple of minutes ago, and this is actually the first time I've seen the boards. Um, but that's okay. I'm good under pressure. And uh, now, based upon the, what I've looked, I was examining the scenario before I came over, and just a couple of things ran through my head. One is I need to be really careful of Dave's mortars and that OBA. So one thing I've learned fairly recently is I don't want to stack and I don't want to have even guys clumped together because it's too easy when the OBA comes in if they're clumped together for that to have. It's, it's too easy a target. So I'm going to try to keep the guys spread out. No clumping together. No stacks. And uh, I'm going to take advantage of the Russian ability to do, do human wave. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to come into play the beginning here the way I'm going to have to set up. Uh, I don't think there'll be an opportunity right at the beginning, but I'm definitely going to keep that one in mind. I think what I want to do is uh, concentrate my movement on the north end of the board. To attack the whole front just is not a good idea. He's pretty well spread out, got everything covered, but if I attack the north end of the board... Obviously, then he would have to move all of his forces that are on the southern end, which is going to gain me some time. And hopefully I can get a machine gun or two set up to 
make any movement that he might want to do that much more difficult. So first thing I'm going to do is run units into position. A couple, just run a couple out onto the ice just to see if I can get them to expose units. And uh, at the end of my first movement phase, I'm planning to move the heavy machine gun to uh, F2. Actually, it'll probably set up an F2. And I have never had much good luck in moving those heavy machine guns. It's a lot of portage points. It's a hassle. I'm thinking I'm just going to set it up and hope it's going to sit. Now, um, also have to consider the fact that the closest I can hit anything at is six hexes, so keeping it far back will be something of an advantage for me. And uh, But I've got to keep in mind that there's some snow conditions, so anything over, is it six hexes, I believe, then there's a plus one. So a little bit of a trade-off there, but I think I can handle it. The other two medium machine guns I'm going to set up in, uh, set up one in 05, just to kind of, uh, it's going to give me some protection from his south forces, because the trees in P5 will keep me somewhat covered from those. I'll still have a very good open shot across the island to his southern forces, but at least I'll be partially protected, and hopefully if that guy can stay in action, if he's trying to move his southern forces north, I, I can block it. I can pick him off with that machine gun. The other medium, I believe I'm going to put in um, I-4. So I'm going to have to move it up across the river and up onto that island and into the trees. So I'll get the extra cover of that. He'll be, um, he'll be exposed to all the northern forces, but again, he'll be, at least he'll be in the trees, so it'll give him some protection there. And he'll be close enough so that he won't get the, any pluses for snow. Um, actually, as I'm going along here, I'm reevaluating this a little bit. Uh, what, I've, what I've decided, now that I've actually laid out the counters, I am going to do a human wave. Start off right with a human wave with ten squads. Ten squads moving along the north. I'll give them support with the machine guns in... I'll put a medium machine gun in D5. Sorry, O5. I'll put a machine gun in I4 and leave the heavy parked in F2. And I'll move 10 units in a human wave with an 8-0 liter straight across the ice. I'll leave another 6 units back just holding and next turn I'll move those in a human wave also following up the last guys. Hopefully he's not going to blow a hole in the ice and everybody will fall through and die of, of uh, refrigeration disease. So, that's it. We'll see how it goes. Well, that's the end of turn one, and uh, in a way it turned out not at all the way I was expecting, but also kind of did go the way I was hoping. As I mentioned, my intention was to do a human wave across the ice. Well, in checking the human wave rules, a very slight miscalculation, you have to be within eight hexes of the enemy. 
of at least one enemy, and none of my units were within eight hexes. They were the close. They were were nine hexes. So the human wave was kaput. So um, you know, too late to re to redistribute all the units. So I just ran them across the ice. I CX'd all the units and ran them along the north edge as close as I could to be as far away from any of Dave's. Uh, I try to get out of range as much as possible. Um, and I was pretty successful, actually. Uh, I got, um, well, I think about 14 units across the ice. Uh, they're they're right on the edge of the ice now. Uh, they're going to come up on the next turn. Uh, only a couple casualties in that, in that move. I opened fire on him the very first thing with that, uh, with the heavy machine gun. Uh, wasn't no effect, but um, it is doing its job of kind of keeping him from getting too cocky and running around, but I'm thinking in the next turn I'm going to have to pull it out of its location and take it, start dragging it across the ice to check to see if there's any rules about it breaking through. I don't think there are. Uh, the other machine guns did move up into position correctly, which was fine, so I put a medium there in D5, and I put another medium in um, J4, and they were effective in, at least in getting to that position. When it switched over to Dave's turn, he saw that all of his southern forces were obviously going to have no effect, so he needed to start moving them. So he did start moving them. I got off a very good shot from my medium over in uh, G5. Broke a whole stack of his units, including a leader, as he was running them along. So that turned out well. But he is, he is effectively... Uh, moving some units into the northern part of the board, so I, uh, you know, it's not exactly a cakewalk at this point. Um, what I really want to do is uh, keep any of his, take out as many of units of his units that I can, so that I can get that heavy machine gun down and across the ice without any trouble. Uh, I think it's possible in this next turn I can do that. I haven't run into any minefields. I haven't run into any barbed wire yet, so it's possible by. By staying close along the north edge, I'm going to be able to avoid some of that. We'll see. So far, he's, he hasn't been able to concentrate fire, and fortunately, his uh, attempt at OBA with his mortar, he rolled a 12 and broke the radio. So I don't know if he's going to be able to repair that or not. Uh, he did try to repair it and, uh, and was not successful. So I'm thinking that I'm not going to have to worry about that much if I can keep my units close enough to his uh, maybe he won't even try it I definitely want to move the units up now close enough so that I can so that I can fire without being uh, out of range and having to half all my firepower this uh, four hex range on these Russian units is kind of a bummer so I'm gonna have to move up close to him and start really taking advantage of that I may do a human wave in this next turn because I definitely could do it can spread everybody out and just swarm him. So we'll see how that goes. All right, I'm back. And uh, I don't know if Jeff mentioned it or not, but of course, my radio <laughs> broke. My leader was then killed by his sniper up here in K9. My mortars. I rolled tons of low rolls as he crossed this ice, but he kept matching me. So I can roll all the fours I want and get one checks. As long as he's rolling fours, he's going to make the checks. And so he got this mass across here. 
Luckily, I busted a group in F8. He's got to route out. So from here, I think my only goal is to frantically regroup. You know, I slid everything to the left as best I could. You know, he, I moved as a stack into S2, and he busted a whole stack there. Well, disrupting one. At least I got to route toward where I want to end up. I'm trying to get a mortar, slid over him, get up on that hill, hold that. Luckily, he's going to come in and hit those minefields, I suspect. But he's avoided all the wire. Bad setup. And then I panicked, and I ran a leader over to try and get in the line of sight of some broken guys from F8 to get into F1 with a leader. So we couldn't route toward the woods over here in G10. And I was going to get a squad up on the hill in G3, but I remembered I had uh, mines up there, so I couldn't go up there. So I thought I had to... So I ran the leader over... <laughs> to get out here to, you know, and then we just determined he couldn't route to J, to G10 anyway, because he'd be coming closer to the heavy machine gun group in K9. So that was all unnecessary panic. My leader should have went back and got the broken radio. Uh, I forgot to pick up the radio with the squad, with the heavy. So at least what they route, they'll have it. So I'll try and do that first thing now. All right, well, I'm going to hope I can pull this out somehow, but it's looking really good for the Russians. I think I just had a... Yeah, left a weak flank open, and he hit it real hard. And I relied way too much on the OBA. You cannot rely on it, especially to pull it in the first turn. And I know that. But really, I thought I'd be bringing it in the second turn, which will be now, onto him as he, as he moves the second time. So, oh well, can't rely on it. So I am actually have a 447 in H3CX, the 80 liter in H2. The 447CX with a light machine gun, I3, 447J2 with the mortar, he stayed put. The heavy's still in place with the busted gun. And the squad... The guy I tried to pull out of L9 into L10, he, well, he got busted in L9 by Jeff's guy across the river, and he routed to the woods in L10. The, I have the, one of the mortars and a half squad in N3, a squad 447CX in the P10 building. I'm mixing up my boards here. But, you know, I'm all in this middle band area. So I'm hoping you guys figure that out at home. Uh, P1, the half squad and the mortar stayed put. The broken in R3, squad and a light and a leader, the 8 and egg 1. The disrupted squad and a light in S2, at least I got a leader to him. The 7-0 came across. He's in there too. A 447 dash to the house in S1, CX. And a 447 from Y9 went to the trench in U9. And he is now there. I think that covers my placement. And Jeff, you want to go um, from my left to right? Because I think I'm taking all the pictures from left to right. Okay. So, Jeff's, so from, all of Jeff's are on the other board, the river yeah, board. From the north side, way up on the north edge. I have two 447s in E8. Good order, CX. And then I have uh, three units and a light machine gun in E7, also uh, CX. All squads, full squads, right? They're right on the ice there, and their feet are getting cold. 
Uh, moving in a little bit to row F, I have uh, I got quite a stack here. Four, four, uh, three, four, four sevens that are CX and in good order, and then uh, two broken ones and a broken eight-o leader are there, and they're they're going to rally at this beginning of this turn date. Just I'm sure they will. F six in F six. Two four four two four four sevens and a light machine gun. CX. Down here in F two, I've got my trusty heavy machine gun along with the nine two liter and uh, two four four sevens and a light machine gun. In G six, there's a four four seven. In uh, I four, I've J4. got my oh sorry J four yes, I got my medium machine gun with a nine one liter and a squad <clears throat> and a squad yes. In J3, there's a squad. In K3, there's a squad. In O5, there's a medium machine gun, a squad, and an 8 leader. They're all CX. And then in P5, there's a 447. And your killer sniper is supposed to be over here under K9, right? Oh, right. oh no, he took out the leader. Yeah. He took out, uh, yes, that's right. <clears throat> so, yeah, you got to be very specific listing those as squads because listeners will post notes like, I yep. lost track of two squads. Yeah. And so, yeah. here we go into our next round, which is only turn two. We're going to have to play a lot faster. All right, into turn two. Um, I'll give down a quick rundown. I now have a 447, two 447s in a light in H3, 447 in the mortar, I3, half squad in the mortar. J2, he came over from the other hill. The rallied-up guys from R3 are over here now in 8 neg 1, 447, and a light machine gun in K3. So I've secured that hilltop, miraculously. Uh, Jeff KIA'd, or no, half-squatted my heavy machine gun dude, right, Jeff? Yeah, right. And he routed out. I tried to rally the radio. Yes. And broke it, or permanently eliminated it. Yeah. And I have a 447 and a light in K10 on the riverboard. And an unmanned heavy then sitting there in K9. Like an idiot, I could have got this guy up there to advance in there. You know, light machine gun dude next to it. But I just thought, oh, I don't need to do that. And then I went berserk. So I end up with a 447 and 08 in the river. 08. He went berserk in, from R1, I think? Yeah. Ended up in P seven. Yeah, he made quite a run. I kept, I kept getting rate of fire. Oh yeah, rate of fire, yeah. rate of fire. Kept shooting at him. Missed, missed, missed. With the medium machine gun and and, and the eight O, Jeff yeah, kept shooting 05. at him. Yep. And he somehow survived it all. And then at least I didn't break the machine gun. Nope. And he stopped being berserk in P seven. And then I advanced him to O. He's feeling better. O eight, right out in your line of sight. I'm not yeah. sure why. Draw your fire away from my mortar. Maybe. I advanced my mortar over to Q2, back on this hill. He's in the trench on Q2. I have a 447 in P10 on the riverboard. Uh, 447 S1 CX. He came from the trench up in U9 on the riverboard. And I still have my um, disrupted dude in the 7-0 hanging out in S2. Jeff just keeps DMing him. And I don't think he can route, right? Uh, disrupted, no normal route, no self-rally. I have to kind of hang out here. And that's all my placement. Jeff, going from his, yeah, from I my did, left. I didn't make much of a much gain. <laughs> much gain at all here. 
because it was tough. It was tough. I couldn't go see X again, and I had to get up, up out of the river, and then across a little bit, and then yeah, it's hard to cross so, that. You know, it's area. three just to get up out of the river. So then I've only got one movement point left, but I've got three, four, four sevens now, in the small river in E nine. So they're down kind of uh, where they can't get shot at. They're safe there for the moment. Then I got a light machine gun and a four, four, seven, and E eight, and they're CX. And I moved my heavy machine gun, thank goodness. With leader? Double With the time? Leader, yeah, out of F2. Got them all the way to uh, E7, and then I advanced the leader into F7. Oops, and I just knocked everybody over, because there's a huge amount of uh, broken guys there that that leader's going to need to help rally. But didn't he rally all those? No. No, they're all... Rallied right. two. Yeah, two of them are rallies. Uh-oh. Jeff's getting butterfingers. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm getting butterfingers. Call, call the stacking police. <laughs> well, here in F7, he has a broken 447 with a light machine gun, a broken 237 half squad, and a good order 447, and a good order 8 So he got back those two with the 992, ready to get the rest. Yeah. That's F7, F8, 447. Mm-hmm. Then in G9, there's a 447 with a light machine gun. And, and G10. Oh, yes. Your two in the woods. 447. Four that are CX. CX. I got a broken 447 and H5. Yeah, he took a couple of uh, shots, uh, low crawl. He didn't roll crawl. He took the interdiction. He lost yeah. his half squad. Yeah. But one squad did make it back to uh, J4. So the, I've got my leader and that medium machine gun in J4 with a squad. And now they're also accompanied by a couple of broken squads. Squad and a half squad. Squad and a half squad, yeah, that are broken. So, but they'll come back next turn. There's And then there's a couple of squads running around in the river, one in K6 and one in L5. They don't know what they're doing. Of course, it's ice, so they're ice skating. Yeah. They're having, uh, it's nice skating. And then in uh, 05, the, my medium has been pretty effective over there with the 80 leader and a 447, and that's where we're at. And what happened was Jeff made a push to draw all my fire from my heavy, broke a bunch of guys around H7. Yeah. I think he got a KIA, right? Or I a, did. Another yeah. half squad. So yep. he's down another squad at least this round, squad and a half, maybe. Yeah. And um, not the make best a lot turn for me at that time. I've consolidated my position, although I took a blow on that heavy machine gun, and we're ready for turn three. Yeah. All right, this is the end of turn five. Jeff? <laughs> well, you're looking it was kind of up and down, you up know, and down. But, I'm, but I'm stuck. I'm stuck on the north end of, end of the board. I haven't been able to make much progress out of those uh, hexes around uh, F10 and E10 and the little woods there around uh, H1. In fact, why don't you give him a rundown on where you are here? Okay, I've got. I did get one squad by, and he's way down on uh, E3, a 447. Then I've got a 447 at G2, and he's in good order. Then in the woods there, there's a 447 who's CX'd in G1, and a 447 who's in good order on, uh, what is that? H0. Uh, H0, yeah. Under my sniper. Yeah. And then uh, in F10, F10, I've got. Two squads, or so one squad with a light machine gun, they're CX. Then I managed to get my heavy machine gun up the hill. Minimum move without a leader at one yeah. point. Yeah. But currently the 447, the heavy, and the 9 neg 2 are in E10. E10. 
And I got a broken half squaw, uh, no, 426. Yeah, in E9. And a couple of broken units in F7. Yeah, that same old half squad and squad. They haven't yeah. moved, I think, since the last time we reported. With yeah. a light machine gun, sadly. Yeah, just sitting there. Uh, G10. Is a broken squad. Russian. Yeah, light machine gun. A broken half, half I think. squad yep. or conscript. Half squad conscript. Yeah. And the leader. Yeah. 8 DM, though. In the river... Yeah, I-7, <laughs> he's got the... Waiting for spring. There's a 447 <laughs> and a medium machine gun, so they're doing okay. But and the 80. And the 80 leader. In case you're looking CX. for him, CX. Then i got a stack up here. i got to get these guys. they are got to get in a car and drive. And J4. <laughs> J4. Uh, i got a 447, uh, two 447s, along with a broken medium. I broke it last turn. That 9-1 leader's there. Hopefully he's going to be able to fix that gun. And uh, a conscript berserk. Who's ready to charge in turn five here? Oh yeah, he's he's gonna do some heavy damage. So the, the prop one thing Jeff ran into was getting brutalized in the G ten on the riverboard woods hex from my heavy machine gun, which is still alive over here in K yeah. nine. I got multiple rates, right? Yep. We lost what one, two, three squads there. Uh, two squads. Two. Yep. And he's lost a squad to the. Boxcars back yep. toward the river somewhere out there. The guy's rallying in the back. Lost another half squad, then another half squad. So the casualties are mounting for the Russian. The Italian, again, I'm in that... St I repossessed that heavy machine gun. At one point, I lost it. Got someone else in there to pick it up in K9. K10, a half squad, 247. J10, riverboard, 447, and a light. Uh, staying on the riverboard in L10, my 80 liter, L9, a 447 in, in that trench. He came up from somewhere on the right side of the board, I think. Oh, he was the one that went berserk and came back over. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, then I have the, still have a mortar up here in P1 with a half squad in the mortar. I'm not sure why, except I keep bom trying to bombard him over there. His kill stack in J4, Four, yeah. woods across the river. Um, of course, I shouldn't be too concerned about that with him having to take hills at this point. Back on the hillside of the board, uh, or on that board, J2, 447, light machine gun in a trench, and I3, a 247 and a mortar, and a broken mortar. So I broke one of the mortars. And that squad routed that had it back to J3. He's broken in DM. And in J3, I also have an LMG with a broken squad. Not DM, but I moved an 8 neg 1 leader back to that hex from J2. And that 8 neg 1, of course, had come over from the right side of the board earlier. K5, I have a broken 447. K6, a 447 CX. He ran over from R5 last turn and from somewhere around S1 before that. And that disrupted dude in S2 had made it back. And he and his light machine gun and the 7 leader are CX'd in M5 right now. Trying to get back in here at the end game. So, as Jeff said, he's pretty and well boxed in. I'm boxed in, and if I don't do some decent rallying here... And a good prep fire. Yeah, I'm going to be sunk. But if but that, I'm not going to be sunk. You're going to be sunk. If you do that, I'll be sunk. I'm going to sink you. And if the spring thaw comes, you'll be sunk. Yeah, I'll be in the river axis. I think so. 
<laughs> um, so <laughs> Dave's feeling confident at the moment, but Jeff's man, you know, this defense up on this H three hill is fragile. Yeah, a good prep from Jeff, and I'm oozing, I'm oozing confidence. Yeah, yeah, please don't. And then they both break, and then suddenly it's a wide open route to yeah. run around the back, and yeah, like, who knows what could happen. So we're gonna try and kick it out here in a few minutes. We'll try and report back to you. What, Jeff? What was that you said? I'm throwing in the hand grenade. <laughs> Jeff's throwing in the hand grenade. Like, um, and Dave's laughing because he won. He's being a rude winner and a mean winner. Yeah. But what happened was Jeff prepped H0 or, H, or H10. And then also he fire grouped it up G1 and G2. Why, Jeff? Purpose was to? Well, I wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to have some impact, soften up. You wanted to bust take up, up that that mortar um, there. An I three, yeah. Or no, actually, I think you shot at the J two. No, I shot at I three. Okay, and then that didn't work, so he prepped the group in I seven on the river, the machine gun and the squad. And before it had actually broke someone up on the yeah, hill. Yeah, it did some. And this time it did what? It broke the machine gun. Broke the machine gun. Yeah, darn machine guns. And then he prepped. Um, I don't think he should have prepped. J five. Across the river, day four. I think he should have. Why? Well, because if I run, you've got your heavy machine gun there, and you'd just be blasting away. That's true. So he tried to bust the heavy machine gun. They and were he... stuck. I got too many squads. The, the problem was I, I had to route squads back there yeah. because there was a leader there. And, and it ran. was the only woods across the river that was nearest. Right. So oh. they all ran up there. They rallied there, but then they were stuck. And in turn five, it's too far to go to get on a hill. Yeah. So they're almost out of the game. Yeah. Almost. And the berserk guy came across the river yeah. really great, and then he hit the wire. <laughs> he got stuck in the wire. across <laughs> the wire. <laughs> Poor guy. So Jeff's getting fairly Just demoralized. Yeah, fairly. So he moves the squad from, I think it was F10 yeah. to, e1. to E1. My mortar from... I three hit him and got a K slash one. Yeah. And he pretty well threw in the towel. And I said, Well, why don't you move the squad from E three? I loaded up my towel with rocks and then threw it in. <laughs> why don't you move the squad from yeah. E three up on <laughs> he, the hill? He was begging me to go up the Please. hill. I couldn't figure out why. So he could step up and hit all the minefields. Minefields. That were right where all his troops would have so to yeah, go to I win. I think you should have put those minefields out earlier. <laughs> well, those are buried. So Ends up that those minefields worked, and now he's asking me, where's the rest of my stuff? Well, yeah, so I want to see where the rest of the day. I, I've thrown in the top. Over here, actually, Y5, I think. So it way was in the south side. Y4, X3, and W3. So you can see I protected That's where the wire was. Yes, both flanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the minefields, <coughs> excuse me, were N1 and O2. And you may remember earlier in the game, I, I was thinking about running across here mm -hmm. into... O2 myself, and then oh, I remembered, right. and I went around the oh, back. Oh, that's why you did that. <laughs> and I went around the back, P2O3 you know, or that. something. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, crap. Because if you hit the middle woods, thinking you'd come up and hit the mortars, yeah. but, or the minefields. But that's a slim chance. That's probably a wasted minefield placement. Yeah. But had you hit this other flank, which, as now we know, listeners, you, would you recommend, Jeff, to go the E and F hex grains or Y and X, which well, looks better now. I, I would say the uh, I would say the north end. Is that yeah. the north end? No, yep. no, that's the south end. No, that's yeah, south end. Yeah. You're right. The south end really is the way I should have gone. I think one of the problems with the north end is there's that finger of a stream. 
cutting through on four hexes yeah, that she had to cross. Ate which up a was turn of movement. Ate up a turn. It was very tough getting that heavy machine gun, putting that heavy machine gun. Although I down panicked. Down the ice and then back up. And I panicked when my when my radio went out. Yeah. Because had I caught him over there, it would have been could have been yeah, brutal. Yeah, it would have been brutal. But my radio went out. I thought, oh yeah. my gosh, he's going to storm right across. And then we both were surprised at how long it took. Yeah. Come across. So it's kind of crazy because I had one plan, you know, for the human way. Couldn't do that, but actually the other way it turned turned out fine. And then the stuff that I didn't have planned didn't go so well. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just it's amazing how the the dice roll really changes the game. And I guess it adds some realism to it, but you know, makes me want to throttle you. Yes, but that's why we love squad leaders. Oh yes. The, the dice give it that element of chance. It does. In fact, the snakes in the boxcars, people yeah. argue, well, that's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Well, but you know what? There's a way that Dave, I, I've never mentioned this before, but there's a way that Dave rolls dice. Now, he's got these little cut, these little jars for rolling dice. That's a little no, um, no, listen, baby food cup. It's a baby food jar, yes, and I have like a tumbler that you would drink whiskey out of. Normally, I, normally I use the tumbler. Yeah. Dave Timmon broke my other tumbler. But here's how Jeff rolls dice. Now listen, see if you can tell the difference. Hey. This is how Jeff rolls dice. Okay, I rolled a 10. Here's how Dave rolls dice. Oh, that's even too much. Wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? It comes yeah, up just the like, same every time? He doesn't really... I don't, he's no, got a way of... That's, he's talking about the, the baby food jar versus the tumbler. He's In got fact, a way here. of shaking the jar no. so that the dice go straight up and straight down. <laughs> no. Now, watch. They don't turn or anything. Now, in fact, this came up with Timonen and I, um, actually, a week ago, because we broke the tumbler, and Timonen said, look at this. The tumbler wastes time because the dice bounce around too much. This is what he said. And the baby food jar lands right away. So the tumbler takes twice as long to land as the baby food jar. And so he was voting for baby food. Oh, oh snake eyes. He rolled snake eyes in his little baby food. There's something about so, that baby food jar. Listen, folks, you want to speed your game up? Play with the baby food jars. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. See that? Tumbler, they bounce twice as long. What do you do if you don't have a baby? Can you buy baby food without a baby? Without a baby license? Can, yes. <laughs> and you can throw away the food. You don't have to actually eat it. Oh, no kidding. No, you don't have to eat the food. All right. That's good to know. So, well, our, was, our recommend, yeah. recommendations, Red Dawn. That was, very, that was actually a very fun scenario. It's a great I, I, scenario. I had a great scenario. A great time. It's a great scenario. Haven't played much in the snow before, so that was mm-hmm. fun. Oh, we got, fall, we got falling snow yes. in double intensity by yes. the end. So we had a plus yeah, one at zero to Gusting winds five and snow. And, yeah, yeah. Success Which is yeah. kind of how the weather is outside right now in Chicago. And I haven't played many boards with uh, the, the river. river. I've never played on this board. Yeah. Uh, what board is this? That's 20? Or 18? Eight, uh, seven. Oh, board seven. Yeah. So it was fun. Fun to have that out and... Uh, the disappointment was no broken ice. Before I started, yeah. before I started, I said I told the listeners that the mortars might break the ice, but yeah. no, they can't. No, they, they oh, have they to roll can. a one to break the ice, and you can't roll a one on two dice. So your mortars will not break the ice and pe- send people <laughs> careening into the river. But if I kept my radio, Jeff gave me plenty of opportunities to have called down an OBA, yeah, eighty millimeter. Right. On an eighty millimeter, you would have a. Snake eyes would break the ice. So you now, won't break the ice much. In realizing you had OBA, my original plan, even before I walked in here, was I was going to keep everybody spread out. Oh, originally? Not, yes. Not mm. Before I even got here, not clumped together, because yeah. I thought it's easier to, to evade OBA that way. 
But after looking True. at this board with the way everything was, there was no way I could do that and, and get guys across. There was just there was way too much ground to. to yeah, typically if you're gonna like send like two squads against every one squad of mine that were fairly spread out, um, yeah, one's gonna break on the way in and the other yeah. one's even up, so you're yep. gonna lose. Whereas you hit a fist, a big schwerpunkt. Sword points, yeah. right? Yeah. You hit the. I think you just hit the wrong side. Now, had you hit the Y and X and W hex rows, you know, look at that. It's good cover, right? From all the shots over yeah. on the other side of the board. Yep. And of course, if the there's no defensive wire and stuff, you'd be right up on that hill. I think relatively quickly. Yeah. If you concentrate again, your fire groups. You did a good job making fire groups with the machine guns to try and break the people on the edge of the river. Yeah. And then storm across wherever there's a weak spot. So. I'd play this again. Definitely. Yeah, a, I would too. A good one to play a few times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just a whole lot of variety you could get out of this. Really cool terrain. And darn it, though, I wish they gave them 120. OBA, then on a four or less, they could have ice breaking on the river. I thought just dragging that uh, heavy machine gun across the ice would, would break it, but no. No, no. I guess we pretty, had it on sleds or Pretty something. well frozen. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's it. That was a good time. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, try and get some more coming to you soon. Yeah. And in the meantime, roll low. And rally well. But not when you're not playing, when you're playing uh, us. I almost said, may the dice be with I did. You. I kind of missed it. That. I think we should add it back in. No? No? Okay. Yeah, it's really well. Bye, everybody. Good night.